This is episode 48 of the Travel Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Travel Podcast. I'm your host Lauren for another incredible episode and I'm super excited for this episode because today we are heading off to Nashville. And in this awesome episode, I am joined by Laurel, Dion and Carolyn, who we will get to know a little bit more in this episode. But before we get into it all, um, I wanted to ask you all, what is one thing that you absolutely love about Nashville? So, Laurel, did you want to go to you first? Just one thing? You really want me to pick one thing? <laughs> That's, a hard... <laughs> That's a hard question. Um, I love the city so much, and there are so many wonderful things about it. But, um, of course, I've got to go with the live music. I'm spoiled with the live music in Nashville. When I travel the world, I seek out live music everywhere I go, and you just can't find it as easily as you can in Nashville. So... Music is our brand, and that's my favorite thing about our city. Love that, and I can't wait to hear more about it as well. And Dion, if you can pick one thing, if you can, that you love about Nashville. Yeah, that is a that is a really trick question. One thing, um, I would probably say the Southern hospitality. So I'm from I'm from Mississippi, so I know a little bit about Southern hospitality. But what I love about Nashville is that you just never meet a stranger. So everybody's always like, "Oh, come sit with us," or you know, "Where are you from?" or you know, "What do you like doing?" And so everybody just kind of is is related in that way. Everybody's there to have a good time and enjoy themselves, and everybody just welcomes you in, which that doesn't happen in a lot of places I travel. So that's pretty cool. I love that. And you do hear a lot as well about the Southern hospitality. So that's really great to hear that. So we've got the top one thing that everyone loves about Nashville. So let's get into our episode today. Um, So Laurel, how long have you actually lived in Nashville? and What attracted you to Nashville? Well, first of all, I have to to kind of echo Dion. The Southern hospitality is my, you know, one of my top favorite things about the city as well. And I think when visitors come, they really feel that Southern hospitality. She mentioned that, uh, you know, people ask you to come sit with them, ask where you're from, um, want to know about your life. And I think our visitors feel that when they're out in the bars and the restaurants in Nashville. And that really makes um, our city special. But I have moved to Nashville in 1999. Um, I grew up visiting the city, had family here. So, you know, I spent my summers at Opryland theme park and I spent my Christmas holidays wandering around the Opryland hotel, looking at all the beautiful decorations. So the city um, had a, already felt like home. And I think that um, warm kind of friendly small town feel and the creative energy of the city um, really um, attracted me um, to this city when I was looking for a place to make my start. Awesome. I love that you said and more echoing what Dion said earlier about people actually talk to you and ask you questions. You don't really tend to get that over here in the UK so much um so I definitely love that that's the kind of reception and welcome that you'd get if you came over to Nashville and so I know a little bit about Nashville but I primarily know that it's famed for its music it's actually traditionally famed for some other bits isn't it could you tell us a little bit more about those well, absolutely. And, you know, kind of going back to, I started at the CBC in the early 2000s and, you know, downtown Nashville was much quieter than um, than the Broadway scene um, your visitors may have experienced if they've been to Nashville in recent years. 
when I moved to town, the Tennessee Titans um, franchise had just moved to the city. Um, the NHL National Predators um, had just moved into the city as well. And it just really felt like a city on the verge of something special. And it's for the past two decades, it's just been so exciting to be a part of, of Nashville. Um, you know, we we're, our foundation is built on music um, and music history, but also music in the making. Um, and we really started to tell that story in the middle mid 2000s, um, really promoting Music City um, as our brand. And, you know, I think as a destination, we don't, we don't have the, the ocean or gambling or the mountains, but we, we have music and we have this music history. So we really were harnessing that um, and telling that story. And, and it's a story we can claim because, you know, the Fisk Jubilee Singers um, were the first around the world tour to ever happen. And they this university and did a tour in the 1800s where incidentally Queen Victoria coined the nickname. So we have a tie back to the UK that goes that far. So from there um, through present day where all genres of music are written and recorded and performed here in Nashville, um, so that claim to, to Music City, the history and, and the, the present day music industry. I mean, it is you know, and 180 live music venues where visitors experience that music. I mean, it's just undeniable. So that creative and collaborative, um, you know, I think atmosphere just, you know, tends to attract other creatives. And those creatives come from all industries. So our culinary scene is hotter than it's ever been. Um, we had 112 new restaurants open last year. And that was the third year in a row where we'd had over 100 new openings. Um, you know, our fashion scene is garnering attention um, nationwide. We've got uh, Southern style makers that are moving to Nashville and um, really becoming a, a fabric of our community. And then, of course, our world-class world sporting events. Um, you know, we hosted the NFL draft in 2019. It was the largest draft event they've ever had by far, um, you know, surpassing all expectations. So that really cemented our reputation um, as a sports city. So Nashville is just the place to be these days and exciting um, on all fronts. That sounds amazing. 112 new openings as well. That's amazing. That's literally pretty much all your weekend sorted. And... <laughs> I'm not the biggest sports follower, but I know that the NFL is huge. So to have that sort of claim to fame as well is really great. Well, there's not a state in the nation where you have two sports franchises anchoring um, the downtown core, where you've got all this great live music, all of these wonderful music museums within walking distance. So you can go to a game. Enjoy the victory on Broadway, celebrating with live music. Uh, get up the next day and go to a world-class museum. I mean, there's just not a downtown that's set up the way that we are with the sports and the music and all the great attractions and restaurants mixed in within walking distance. I can imagine as well with so many like different creative energies flowing around as well that the atmosphere is literally just incredible. I can picture it already. <laughs> <laughs> yes so it's worth noting as well as we record this episode obviously we are in the current COVID-19 pandemic um so what has been happening in Nashville during this well yeah I've mentioned you know our our local industry is really creative and collaborative and um you know this unfortunate situation we're in worldwide has um, our, our our local industry has risen um, risen to the task and collaborated in a way um, that I'm really proud of. 
know, healthcare is our number one industry here in Nashville. Um, hospitality runs a close second. So we have collaborated together from the early um, phases of COVID-19 um, and created a good to go health and safety program so that when visitors were ready to start traveling again, um, their health and safety were put as top priority, both for the visitors that are coming to the city and for um, the employees and the residents that live here in Nashville. So that's very important to us. Um, the good to go program has been a big success. Over 700 participating businesses from all sectors um, of course, it includes the health screenings. It includes the, you know, learning about COVID-19 spread and how to prevent it. Peer-to-peer um, -peer groups where, you know, they can discuss best practices um, on preventing COVID-19 in, in their business and, um, you know, resources that we're providing. So you'll see um, the green music note logo all over the city, um, participating businesses, um, you know, that qualify for the Good to Go program, um, put that up in their windows to let visitors know that they are following the guidelines. Um, and we've got a Good to Go national website where you can check um, for the latest information um, and you can see all the participating businesses and make sure that when you're in town that you are visiting those businesses that are taking your, your health and well-being um, seriously. Um, today, we are in phase three of our reopening. Um, it's a slow phased approach here in Nashville. Um, our local uh, Metro Public Health, our mayor's office, we're all working very closely together to monitor um, and to reopen you know, slowly and safely. Um, restaurants are open at 50% capacity um, here in Nashville. Attractions are open at 50% um, capacity. Most are on a timed ticket model these days to to just control those um, capacities. Of course, employees are wearing masks, they're getting screened daily. Um, visitors um, and residents are required to wear a mask um, out in, in public. And this program is gonna be with us as long as it takes. So you know, we're it's all based on the science and, um, and we're doing it very responsibly. So Vanderbilt University Medical Center, world-renowned research facility, they are on the front lines um, helping in, in, the, uh, in finding a vaccine. Got a couple of vaccine trials um, going on. And then Meharry Medical College has been um, involved in um, research for COVID-19 treatments. So, you know, we're really proud of our local um, healthcare industry and the way they've risen to this challenge. That's amazing. It's really great to hear as well the positive steps that they're taking and obviously it is going forward as well, which is really lovely to hear. So are there any exciting upcoming developments happening in Nashville then? Obviously you're into a phase three now of the reopening. But is there anything yeah. sort of new that's coming? Oh yes. Um before I get into that, I will mention that we've got virtual Nashville ready for people to explore when they can't visit us in person. We miss our visitors from the UK so much and we can't wait to see them back in the city again. But while they can't come, they can um, go to our website, visitmusiccity.com. We've got virtual experiences um, that probably the nearest and dearest to my heart would be Music City Bandwidth. You know, the Nashville entertainment industry, our local musicians, our local um, our local clubs and venues have been 
hit particularly hard during this pandemic. So we've put together a free um, live streaming concert series that's running September and October that's supporting these local venues and um, giving uh, providing gigs for these local musicians. So, so look that up, make sure to follow along and hear some great Nashville music um, safely from home. We've also got a recipe book um, online so you can get a taste of Nashville from your own kitchen, virtual vacation um, packages and attraction experiences at your fingertips. Uh, the Grand Ole Opry is celebrating its 95th birthday um, this year, so they have not missed a live re uh, recording in um, in the 95 years they've been they've been running. So that's impressive, and they've kept that streak alive during COVID 19. Uh, every Saturday night, they've been live streaming the Opry, and just a few weeks ago, started having live audiences again. So it's very exciting um, to see all of that uh, great music um, experiences happening. Um, in Nashville. But yes, while we like to say while you've been away, um, we've been busy creating, you know, Nashville um, development in recent years has just been off the charts. And that has continued. Um, that BNA, Nashville International Airport is undergoing a major multimillion dollar expansion. We've got 5000 hotel rooms, either new or under construction in the city right now. The Virgin Hotel opened this summer. The Grand Hyatt just opened earlier this month. Uh, the Joseph Hotel downtown Nashville opened as well. So some exciting new hotel openings, um, new restaurant openings. Um, uh, 47 new restaurants have opened so far this year by James Beard award-winning chefs. So that, you know, that culinary scene um, just keeps expanding. But uh, and two, two downtown de um, urban developments are changing the landscape of downtown Nashville completely. Um, Fifth and Broadway and the Nashville Yards project that we're very excited about. The anchor attraction for the Fifth and Broadway development um, right downtown. It's where the old convention center used to be in the heart of, um, of downtown Nashville. It's going to include retail, restaurants. Um, it's just going to completely transform that corner of Broadway. Um, so I'll let Carolyn uh, fill you in on all the really exciting details. But um, we are so honored that um, Nashville was selected for the National Museum of African American Music. And this new Fifth and Broadway development is bringing a whole new experience to downtown Nashville. So visitors from the UK who've been to Nashville before, they have to come back because it's 2021 with, with all of these new um, developments. It is definitely worth coming back and checking out all the great, exciting things that are going on in the city. It um, is. It's, it's, it's almost like um, you can just kind of pick what kind of party you want to be a part of. <laughs> yeah. So whereas before, whereas before, if you were down in that area, you know, it was kind of one party, right? And it was a, it was a fantastic party that, that brings people from all over the world back and back. But this just adds a different type of party to that, right? So you have the museum that's obviously very academic and it's historical, but it's it's its, its own party inside because it's tons of music and events and excitement. And, you know, we sell alcohol and I mean, it's a party inside. But the <laughs> restaurant is Fifth and Broadway like there are some very high end restaurants and very high end shops that you don't necessarily expect. So like there's this uh, crossroads of, uh, you know, two styles meeting. So you go to this very high end wine bars and tapas bars and, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, it kind of goes from 
from like you know the um I don't know it kind of it kind of goes from like the traditional Fifth and Broadway to like Rodeo Drive in like a, a matter of minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fancy. It's pretty fancy. Yeah. Definitely exciting new element um, to downtown. And the focus for the food hall is going to be local restaurants. So that's um, super exciting. Um, we have so many great local restaurants. We have such an eclectic collection of neighborhoods. But at Fifth and Broadway, you can sample some of our best local restaurants in one spot. Um, so it is, it's, you could spend a whole day there visiting the museum, um, checking out the view from the rooftop wine bar, um, enjoying the food hall, shopping. It's um, just going to add another day to those itineraries for sure. Um, so we are really excited um, and ready to welcome visitors um, back to the city. Even more reason to visit for longer or visit again then, definitely to add to the list. Um, and that leads me to our most exciting new attraction opening this year. Um, the National Museum of African American Music um, will open um, this fall in Dion Lucas. The um, Director of Retail Marketing and Sales um, is here today to fill us in on this exciting new development. Well, thank you so much, Laurel. Like one, one, thing, that I, one thing that I really, really love about uh, Nashville is that there's always so many new things opening. So you can't eat enough to visit all the great restaurants, and then you can't, uh, you can't party enough to, to hear all the great music. So it's, it's always good to hear you talk about all the new openings, because it makes my list so long. So I'm very, very excited. Uh, but I'm really excited about the museum opening up. So um, I'm actually across the street from the site right now. It's just the construction is almost done, so we will be opening up this year. And so that is extremely exciting that even in lieu of COVID, um, that we're still moving forward. A couple of things were delayed, but we still uh, are excited to deliver this fantastic experience to the visitors of Nashville. Um, so the museum is its right on the corner of Fifth and Broadway. So it is slap dab in the middle of the partying. And so we plan to be, to be in the middle of that and embrace it and enjoy it. And um, just excited, just excited to see uh, the faces of the people when they visit. So the museum is going to tell a very unique story. It'll tell a story that celebrates the role that African-Americans have played and continue to play in creating America's music. So you'll, you'll be able to see everything from the 1600s to current. So you'll, we'll start at slavery and when, when uh, all the, the songs and the gospel music emerged, and then we'll go all the way to, you know, Cardi B. So it's, it's a, it's a pretty fun journey. Um, and what I enjoy most when I kind of walk through and see what's happening now is so many great artists that you've forgotten about. You're like, wow, I forgot about that. And it's almost like it takes you to a specific song or to a, a, a specific place, right? So it may have been an artist you listened to through a breakup, or it may have been something exciting like the song you heard like at your wedding, or one of the ones you and your girlfriend sing and dance to when you're kind of getting ready to, you know, go out and listen to live music. So it's it's such an emotion, it's a very, very emotional journey. Um, so we we have it divided up in time periods. So the best way to, to look at it 
is it's a history museum set to music. So like what kind of music came out of this time period in history? And then what kind of music came out of the Harlem Renaissance and the war on drugs and, you know, um, uh, the Civil War. So it just kind of breaks it all up. And then it goes all the way up literally to current. So what kind of music has sprung from the Me Too movement and just different uh, current movements as well? So it's really... Um, it's really going to be eye-opening. Like I think about my daughter, who's 13, who's never actually played and played a record. So in our museum store, we actually have vinyl so that people can actually experience like putting on a vinyl record and appreciating that unique sound. So every aspect is highly, highly technological. So it is a sensory overload uh, just with everything you can imagine in every aspect, like say even the store. And so that's, uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, in the main hallway, which is called the Rivers of Rhythm, there is a interactive call Transporting Moments. So you will be taken to the Super Bowl when Prince sang the national anthem. So the lights will change, the sounds will change, like you will feel like you're there in the, in the audience. So there's like a series of all these different like historical moments in music history. So you'll be put in the space. So it's different to read about it uh, and even to see a photo of it. But we try to recreate that magic, you know, with the guests in these hallways. And so I think that's uh, pretty exciting as well. But just, I don't know, just the, the attention to detail. Like I was walking through the other day. And so, you know, it, it's chronological. So when you start in the in the first gallery, which is Wade in the Water, the the floors are reminiscent of an earlier time period. Like the colors are reflective of the time period. And then it just progresses on. So you can see like the, the just the changes in the time uh, just based on just the textiles that are used. And so each of the galleries, they have a, a different interactive, like they all have at least two, but some even have more. And so if, if you're not a reader, because I don't know about you guys, but I'm a, I'm a museum nerd. So I'm going to read every word. Like, I don't want anybody to walk in front of me, you know. Um, and so I'm only going to go like when the uh, when the time period is, uh, you know, when it's kind of slow because I don't want to be interrupted. But then there's some that are just going to want to experience the technology and just kind of see and touch and feel, but they just may not want to read every word. So the museum is kind of laid out. So either way you decide to experience it, it's a learning experience, right? It's just, it's the biggest education is that you don't really know that, oh, because of this type of music, then all of these other music types of genres, they came from that. And so being a young person and, and saying like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that rhythm and blues was how, you know, R&B came about or jazz kind of had a lot of influence from the blues and also from the spiritual music from gospel. So I think this is going to be a, a really, really fun experience to walk through um, and just kind of come back each time as it gets refreshed and you can look at it again and maybe see something that you didn't see the first time. Um, and Laurel mentioned about the Fist Jubilee Stingers. Like, I am so excited. So they turned 150 in 2021. Like, that's insane. So we have artifacts from the beginning of their journey. And those artifacts will be on display. They'll be part of the inaugural feature gallery exhibit. So that's pretty cool. And, and that exhibit won't be open in 2020. When we open, it'll be opened later. So it'll give people a reason to have to come back so they can see that. But we're excited to tell their story, which is just 
so unique. Uh, basically, they saved a whole college because they were able to raise all the money. But then to be the first group in the history of the U.S. to, to go on tour, like how could you ever imagine? And then they can still sell out the Ryman every time they perform. So that's just it's pretty cool how that music has continued to refresh and transcend. And it still provides like this really cool place of comfort for people. You know, so that that's just really, really cool. But, you know, I think that the most anticipated gallery is the is the message because hip hop, you know, it's, it's still it still is the number one genre in the country consecutively over what the last three years. And so I think it's the most controversial as well. So when people uh, approach me and want to talk about the museum, a lot of times they ask a lot of questions about, you know, the message, which is kind of all about hip hop. So uh, they'll want to say, oh, is Kanye going to be in there? And, you know, or, is, you know, Biggie and Tupac and how are you going to tell that story? So I think that people will be surprised to see, uh, you know, how cool that is. Like there's an homage to like Yo MTV Raps and uh, it's just really cool. A lot of things that you've forgotten about, a lot of the one hit wonders that you're like, oh, man, that was great. You know, but then what happened to this person? So that's uh, that's going to be really fun to see. And in the hip hop gallery, you'll be able to have a rap battle. So you'll be able to either freestyle or you'll be able to, uh, you know, you know, maybe do like uh, Anna and just kind of come up with your own, you know, rap so you can read or you can create. But, you know, it's just just a lot of fun. And again, just very interactive. You know, so you can learn and just put yourself in the shoes of these creators that uh, we just so admire here in Nashville and, and around the world. I don't know. It's just pretty exciting. I just, I can't wait. Like every day I read about something new that's in there or I'll see like, oh my gosh, like that's Whitney Houston's dress. Or that's like Alicia Keys kimono. And I don't know, it's just pretty, it's pretty amazing, but it's also very, um, it's very spiritual because you'll see like, man, this is James Brown's outfit. Like this is what he wore at this award show or this event. And, you know, it just kind of takes you to a place, you know, one, a place of some very different fashion, um, you know, but it also just kind of takes you to, you know, you, like you're really close, you're with their essence of their items. And so we put a lot of trust and care in, in taking care of these items, but we have over 1500 of them and they are just well-preserved and, you know, we're just, we're just happy to have them. Like we're, we're excited to, to bring this to Nashville and to share it with people from all over the world, uh, especially our friends in the UK. Um, and, and another thing that's important when you come is that we have tons of programming. So you may come during a week where we're, ha where we're highlighting a specific genre and we're having a series of panel discussions or speakers, or we may have performances going on or some school kids that are local or from somewhere else that are, are um, showing us some new song or some new method. So it's, it'll be good to stay on board with the calendar of events just to see like what, can, what you can expect during that particular time period. Because we may be celebrating a, a, a very special person's birthday from a specific era. So it's just a, a more exciting way to just engage, you know, with the museum. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All in, this, in all COVID safe. So uh, we did participate in the Good to Go program with the CVC. And I have to say, I don't think any other city in the country has put together the resources for businesses and the toolkits to, that helps us take away all of the 
scariness of like, oh my gosh, how can we make sure that people are staying safe? So I just think that it's great that they put together all of these experts and that they've imparted us with just tools so that we know that we are following the rules, keeping people safe and not just how to keep them safe, but why, like how what you do impacts the other people and, and how do you make your staff feel safe? Because I mean, if they're unhappy or they're uncomfortable, then the, the visitors will see that. And so Nashville being such a party place and being such an intimate place, it's very hard for us not to hug and shake hands. And, you know, it's just the kind of a part of what we do. So to see everybody downtown, even this morning, like kind of touching elbows, you know, but you really want to like hug your colleagues, but we can't hug them anymore. So the, the Good to Go program has really taught us just you got to keep people safe because if not, we have to shut down again. So we're um, so we're excited that uh, we have really, really good support and, um, and direction on how to do that. So that's, you know, that's kind of it for me. That honestly sounds absolutely incredible. I know for people, obviously you're only listening right now, but we've all just sat there with like a massive smile on our faces. And I loved, um, Dion, like what you said, when you hear a song that you've kind of forgotten about and it just transports you back to a memory. And I think that's just going to be one of the most incredible experiences for people to go and have. Um, and I love the fact that it's in the perfect location, like right in the middle of like the partying as well. So it's all just really going to go with the vibe. That generally just sounds absolutely amazing. And a lot of thought has gone into that. And um, like you said, you're a part of the Good To Go initiative as well. Um, so you can imagine it's so important to have such an iconic museum in Nashville. Um, so that's going to be awesome when international travellers can come over and get to be a part of that. I think that's something that we can all definitely look forward to. We can't wait to share it with them. Like it is going to be so awesome. And everybody just has a different part that they're looking forward to. And so we just know that we'll deliver and make everybody happy. So we're excited. Definitely. Because I can imagine as well that like, this has been like a long time probably coming and now you're not getting to share it with the world with how as how you planned. Um, but obviously you've come across that obstacle. And like you said, you're part of the Good to Go initiative. I can imagine everyone's itching to be able to experience it to its full extent. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we're doing we're making sure that people are spaced out. Um and we've had to make some adjustments with some of our interactives just to, you know, just ensure safety and, you know, obviously limit numbers um, because we have a dance floor in the museum that's part of the interactive. It's like an oversized week where you can kind of dance all in the dance floor and there's uh, you watching a screen. So you're mimicking the screen, you know, so just making sure that that there's proper spacing, but also done in the Nashville way, which is being very hospitable as you ask people to follow the rules because it's best for everyone. So just spending a lot of time and care on, you know, just not acting like policemen because that's what the staff does not want. <laughs> they And the guests don't want to feel like, oh my, it's like when you keep telling the kids, they're like, stop, don't touch that, don't do that. So, you know, like nobody wants to pay and come and kind of, you know, ruin the party. So we're just coming up with creative ways to share those messages that, you know, people still feel like they have fun. I was uh, on a call the other day and somebody said, uh, we can sanitize the museum. But we just don't want to sanitize the experience. Like we don't want it to take away from the story because then the story is going to be all about a reminder of COVID. So we're just trying to do it in a way that that is a little bit smooth. So now going over to the lovely Carolyn, who is going to give us a little bit of introduction into herself um, and why she's super excited to tell us about Fifth and Broadway. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Lauren. And thank you so much. Uh, 
Faith and Broadway to me is really one of the most exciting projects that I've ever had the privilege to work on. And I have worked over the years on a number of different um, shopping and dining destinations, but this really seems to be the first time that I have experienced a developer who really understands the changing demands of today's consumer and really does include the true experiences, such as the National Museum of African-American Music. With the changing face of retail, that is going to be a big draw as an anchor for us, for both the locals and for the visitor market. So we are very excited to have that component as part of this mixed use complex. Great. Thank you. And can you tell us then, so what is Fifth and Broadway? We've mentioned it, but can you tell our listeners what it is? Well, Fifth and Broadway, it's actually going to be the largest and most um, transformational mixed use development in the city of Nashville's history. We're quite excited about that. It's uh, located right across from some iconic destinations such as the Ryman Auditorium and the Bridgestone Arena. And really being at the crossroads of Fifth and Broadway is one of the South's most iconic and busiest hubs. And this project, Fifth and Broadway, is going to bring together retail, dining, cultural entertainment, and it'll be like a venue like no other. And we really feel that it is going to quickly become the heart and soul of downtown. And what we're wanting to accomplish is that when the visitor arrives, they have a fun, stellar, stellar experience, a very authentic experience of being part of the whole very exciting downtown Nashville scene. And Fifth and Broadway is even more than that. It's actually a place that one can live, they can work, they can play, do it all in one city block. And that's really what makes the project so exciting is that this whole multidimensional aspect to it. That sounds amazing. So you could literally Mm -hmm. spend your morning shopping, then head off to a nice dining bit as well. Um, And you also obviously said about the living and working space. Um, And I also heard there might be a hotel nearby that you would recommend um, to stay for good access to Fifth and Broadway. Right. So so we say that, hey, if a day is not long enough for your time at Fifth and Broadway, and it may not be, they can stay at the newly renovated Renaissance Hotel. And it's a fabulous project. It's actually been there, but has, like I said, been renovated. And once we open the project, you will be able to go right from the lobby of the Renaissance Hotel right into the project. So it's all going to interconnect with the shopping and the dining, with the residential towers, with the office complex, and the hotel as the final piece of the whole mixed juice development. Amazing. It sounds like a little resort. You could just holiday literally there by yourself and that would be it. That would be ideal. You can go and stay for days and have plenty to do. It sounds very exciting. Um, And so it's going to add a lot to Nashville, isn't it? And it's really going to appeal to attract new people to come and visit, do you think? We absolutely do. And especially if you break down the different components. For example, Nashville has really turned into a scene for designers, for fashion designers. And so we will bring that kind of fashion designer shopping to downtown, along with some national retailers and along with some regional retailers. So it's going to be a very eclectic mix of shopping opportunities, and it will be all in a nice uh, streetscaped environment. So it's going to be a fun, fun destination to to go to. Not it, it is not a mall. 
So we don't ever want anybody to think of it as a mall, but it is more of a shopping, dining, cultural and entertainment destination. It sounds like a full on like immersive experience. Like you said, it's not mm-hmm. a mall or anything. You've got kind of everything there that's going to tick all the boxes. Um, and from the sounds that we've discussed so far in this episode, the vibe that you get from it, like you said, is up and coming and trendy and cool. So that just kind of adds to the appeal for people wanting to visit as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've also heard um, that you've got some opening events coming up as well. Are you able to give us a little bit of information about these? We can. We are going to be opening in uh, March of 2021, and it's going to be a a whole month or two of really some stellar, interesting activities. The first and foremost is called The Flash of Nash. And what that is, is a nightly music and light show that will be shown throughout the project, and it will celebrate the legendary, iconic times of Nashville. And it will be an opportunity for the stores themselves to participate with their own in-store parties. There'll be restaurant specials, there'll be sidewalk entertainment, and this will be nightly. But the the actual light show itself is going to be amazing. Uh, I know they've been working very hard on it, and it really is going to be uh, exceptionally impactful, and it will be a draw, again, both for the locals as well as the visitor market, but not to miss. We are also taking the different important elements of Nashville and capitalizing on them. For example, the second uh, program that we'll be offering is called Art in Motion. And that will address Nashville's vibrant art movement. And there'll be actually oversized canvases that'll be painted by local and regional talent. And they'll be placed throughout the whole center so that people can uh, enjoy and experience them. The third event, which will capitalize on the fact that the Ryman Auditorium is such an iconic landmark and it's right across the street from us, so it's a perfect neighbor. And this event is called Ryman Reason, and it will be the entire month of April where we will do special promotions to really salute all the wonderful things that Ryman Auditorium has been, is now, and will become. Another event is called Freedom Garden, and that will be an urban garden that will salute um, botanical displays, garden plots, lush seating structures, and programming, all within a downtown environment. So we're bringing the the outside into the project with this whole um, garden series that we'll be doing. So I, they're not your typical shopping destination events. They really are capitalizing on what is Nashville is all about and what's important to the whole community of Nashville. They all sound really beautiful, that they're going to look really amazing. And are mm-hmm. they, they have happening over like set dates? If someone was to come and visit, would they be able to kind of take in all of these events? Yes, we will have a tighter schedule available for everybody, but most of these events will be on an ongoing basis. Uh, For example, the light show is all of March. The uh, Botanical Gardens is in April, Uh, but we will be sharing the exact schedule and times so that the visitor can schedule their visit to uh, Fifth and Broadway during whatever is going on and whatever interests them. And all this information will be available on the website as soon as it's all confirmed. 
Amazing. And for our listeners, we will also have links to these available on the website as well. So you can check them out. Um, I know that I'll be doing a little search of these after this to have a look. So before we conclude, I want to ask everyone, um, Felicity, we've spoken a lot about like review the bars and restaurants and how obviously there's quite a lot of partying things. What is your sort of like favourite bar or restaurant or music venue that you would recommend people to go and visit when they can get out? <laughs> well, if you that's what because I am like so many people and I'm a real foodie. I, I just, I, I love to eat. And it's, it, this culinary scene at Fifth and Broadway is going to absolutely be amazing with signature restaurants, the assembly food hall, the rooftop dining terrace is going to be accommodating 2,000 people. The um, Assembly Hall Food Court itself will be a whole curated experience and more of a European type market with um, tables that communal tables that will be set with inside and outside. So to answer your question, one of those will become my favorite place once everything gets open. But for now, unfortunately, I'm not based in Nashville. So I spend my time when I'm there working and I do go outside of the project for restaurants, obviously, uh, because we're not open yet. And everything I've been to, I have loved. Long way to answer your question, because my favorite actually is, since I stay at the Renaissance Hotel when I'm there working, they have this bridge bar that overlooks the constructions. So for the past year and a half, I've been able to sit there, get a wonderful bite to eat and watch the cranes, take some selfies with the cranes in the background. And it's just a delightful place. Uh, And as the project gets completed, then it will overlook the project itself. So it will still have an incredible vista. And um, the Renaissance has two restaurants. And then this one is the one that's called the, the Bridge Bar. And yeah, if I had to pick a favorite, that would be it. So what I'm getting is once it's all done, we're going to have to catch up again once you've tried it all. Um, and then we can ask you then what your favorite one is. <laughs> That's right. It still will be hard to choose, I'm sure. Definitely. The rooftop bit sounds really lovely as well. Uh, I love a good little area like that. So that sounds absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Well, that's yeah, been brilliant. Rooftop terraces are so popular now, but they're typically fairly small. This one really encompasses the whole footprint of the project. So it is huge. And that'll give you just amazing views of downtown and of, of Broadway and Bridgetown and, of course, Ryman Auditorium. So I think I think the rooftop is just absolutely going to be a major hit by everybody. That will be the place to see and be seen. Definitely. It sounds like it's going to be a bit of a background lover for Instagram as well to get those perfect photos from there once it's all done. I'm so glad you brought that up because it absolutely will have those Insta moments. Amazing. I can't wait to see those. So, Laura, well, I will say um, songwriters, that that is my absolute, um, they're the heartbeat of the city. Nashville has the um, largest community of songwriters in the world. And they come from all over the world. They come following their dreams. And they really, because they collaborate with each other, they're so creative. They've really um, kind of formed that creative collaborative culture here in the city. And you can you can hear from the songwriters uh, several venues around the city, um, Bluebird Cafe being the most famous. Um, but yeah, you're hearing the stories behind the songs, um, the real personal life experiences that um, influence the songs that we all hear on the radio. So, um, and we, of course, have a songwriter documentary. Um, it all begins with a song that I highly encourage people to tune into. You won't believe 
um, just the diversity um, of music that comes out of Nashville because of these songwriters. And I, I would probably have to say Slim and Husky Pizzeria. So they were voted like the best pizza place of the year on National Pizza Day next year, uh, last year. So it's really cool because the two owners, they both went to college here in Nashville, and then they opened up a pizza location, which now they've opened up several of them, and then several of them in other cities and states. But it still has it still has this whole basis that's in music. So there's a lot of artists that come through, but then there's a lot of murals on the wall um, that are all paying homage to different musicians. And it's just, it fits in so well with the Nashville theme. But the pizza is so amazing. So it's the thin crust that they kind of, you know, prepare for you in about five or six minutes. But it is like all these very unique things that you've never really imagined on a pizza that they put on a pizza. Uh, but it's it's pretty amazing. And they're, you know, they they embrace the music and, and understand that the music and the, and the dining, it kind of goes together, you know. So it's part of the experience. So it's just a pretty cool kind of urban spot. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. I can imagine that opens up the debate as well of what should and shouldn't go on pizzas because I know we have that discussion quite a lot <laughs> about certain food that should go on pizza and shouldn't go on pizza. Um, oh, so that's yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool place. I, I really do love it. Are they getting part of the hall, Dion? Isn't Slim and Husky is going to be part of the food hall? Oh yeah, no, it's going to have, it's going to be uh, on the bottom level on a pedestrian walkway. So it's not in the food hall. It has its own uh, separate section. It's right. I think it's really close to like Jenny's ice cream and uh, and Prince's hot chicken. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this is right down the street from my office, so I'm gonna have to start like running all the way home from work every day because I'm gonna be eating all of this great food. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, like we got to definitely make sure we get our steps in. <laughs> if I if I could. Can I add something else? So I wanted to tell you, you know, we're talking about the creators and how important the artists are to, to this city. Um, what, the, what we're doing in the museum store is pretty cool. We are gonna be a marketplace for different musicians and artists. So, so many of them have their own products that they sell. So we have a section in the store that pays homage to, uh, to the artists. So for instance, NDIRE has a t-shirt line called Worthy that's named after um, one of her songs. And so we'll be selling like her merchandise, but there are so many other different artists. Destiny's Child has a clothing line coming out and it's all themed around um, Survivor. I guess in this time period, you know, it's, it's just a simple word, but it is very powerful. But, uh, but yeah, so there's just a lot of different artists that we will be rotating and featuring, um, you know, their products. So you can expect to see products from Kanye and, and products from Rick Ross and, you know, as well as, um, you know, Rihanna. So it's just pretty exciting to be able to be a marketplace for the artists and kind of share their work and their other passions. So that's, that's pretty just cool. That's and amazing. It is. Not that we need any more convincing to come visit either though, but that's obviously like the cherry on the top for everyone that's going to be going over. Yeah, yeah. We can't wait to see you. As always, a massive thank you to our lovely guests for joining us today. And also to those of you who are listening, don't forget to head to thetravelpodcast.com to check out more information on some of the awesome things that we've spoken about in today's episode and also catch up on previous episodes. Don't forget you can subscribe and download for free on all podcast platforms. And if you've loved today's episode, don't forget to give us a five-star review. Thank you for listening. 
Please note that the opening dates of Fifth and Broadway are subject to change. So for the most recent updates, please make sure you check out visitmusiccity.com. Music